Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Coming up this hour, we have a friend of Moody Bible Institute. She used to work there. Serene Hudson is going to be joining us in just a few moments. And then later on in the show, we're going to have Michelle Medlock-Adams come to join and talk about Flying High. <laughs> we're so excited. You are here. You're always welcome to the conversation. Texting is working. Just that shout the news. news. Shout yep. it, shout it, shout it. 800-555-7898. You can also use that number to call. And we put a lot of links on our Facebook page, which we d- will do with Serene Hudson. Serene, thank you for joining us. It's nice to meet you. I feel like I should know that we should have crossed paths. You used to work at Moody and and the guys know you. I'm just, I'm honored to get to meet you today. Good morning. Thank you, Don. Great to meet you as well. Well, you uh, now, instead of working for Moody, work for an uh, organization, you're Vice President of Advocacy at Passages. I want to begin right there. What is Passages? Passages is a wonderful organization that takes Christian college students to Israel in order to connect with the roots of their faith and to be exposed to modern Israel, and then to come back and engage with Israel from here on their campuses and in their communities. In what capacity are the college students, when they come back, in what capacity they are they interacting and supporting Israel? It really depends on uh, the level of engagement that they wish to pursue. But uh, one, one key aspect of our work is identifying students that are interested in standing with the Jewish people and with Israel on their campuses. So some of them sign up for leadership programs where we train them to engage with the conversation and then they are on their campuses connecting with uh, Jewish students, Jewish organizations, standing with them in their time of need and, uh, and then pursuing their own continuing education by engaging with their local Jewish community. Now, we hear that uh, anti-Semitism is on the rise in uh, certain parts of the country and in certain demographics. Is this a big thing on college campuses? Steve, it's a huge thing on college campuses. Um, Unfortunately, what we're hearing from especially the Jewish students is that they're feeling very much um, at threat for their connection to the state of Israel as part of their identity as Jewish students. And so, unfortunately, um, the, the tenor of the conversation around Israel is very angry and very um, intense. And that can then express itself in anti-Jewish sentiment and actions. Hmm. Thurine, as you say that, I'm thinking, what what's going on? Like, why? Why the pushback against someone that would be from Israel or have Jewish uh, Jewish roots? It's a great question. Um, I believe that it has to do with the political situation in Israel, where you have Palestinians who desire to have a better life and um, from within and also from without a push to delegitimize Israel as the Jewish state um, to say that it doesn't have a right to exist or it commits war crimes. Um, A lot of accusations that don't hold up. And it's... um, it actually has some long, long roots, but more um, more recently with the modern state of Israel coming into being in 1948, 
um, and uh, many countries being opposed to that. It's, it's a continuation of that opposition to Israel being there as the homeland of the Jewish people. Hmm. And so as you engage with uh, these college students, you know, taking them to Israel and coming back and being active on campuses, how do you um, support them? How do you go about kind of helping to educate? It's a great question, Steve. It is something that we are continually working on to understand the best way to educate. One thing that we have learned really in the recent months is that getting into this takes a lot of initiative, right? Like I said earlier, we there are a few that decide to take the step forward and say, I'm going to get involved, I'm going to get educated. And so we start with education. One of the educational pieces that we really focus in on is localized community and localized advocacy whenever anti-Semitism hits. But how do you do that? Well, you you have to be willing to enter into a conversation and also into a culture that is not your own. And so what we do is acclimate them to their Jewish community, help them understand that it's a very diverse community, lots of different backgrounds and and perspectives. And then from there, we help them to actually get into conversation and relationships with Jewish people. And so for us, it's really, kind of stirring the stirring the waters in their in their mind and in their heart and then giving them access so that they can pursue their education as well as real-time relationships in their own way. That educational piece, the relationships also very important for someone listening this morning Serene that says, "Okay, there are so many countries in the world. Why am I supposed to care about Israel?" And that goes to us being followers of Jesus, right? Jesus himself is a Jew. He did not relinquish his humanity upon uh, resurrection and part of his humanity, a huge part of it was his Jewishness. And so that should be the beginning point of our feeling of connection to the Jewish people. This is Jesus' people. Well, as we uh, continue the conversation with Serene Hudson in just a few moments, maybe you've got a question or a comment. Certainly welcome to the conversation. You could uh, call or text 800-555-7898. That is 800-555-7898. We've got to put a different spin on things. It's Steve and Dawn in the morning. We're glad you're here. The conversation continues with Serene Hudson, Serene Vice President of Advocacy of Passages, tomorrow being International Holocaust Remembrance Day and having a conversation about education when it comes to Israel and the Jewish people and why that matters. And Serene, you started to talk about the importance of Israel as a nation, why it matters to the Christian community. Can you go just a little further down that path and let us connect with why we should care? Yes, there's uh, throughout scripture, you see that God is unfolding story of redemption And in Genesis 12, he selects one family for that redemption to come into the world. And it says in the scriptures, salvation comes from the Jews. And so as Christians, we have been engrafted to that story and to that plan of redemption. And so far be it from us to disconnect ourselves from what God is doing in the world, right? Like 
and in history, something that I learned is that we as Christians have not done a good job being God's partners in that redemption story as it relates to the Jewish people. You know, we, we look back and we say, well, you know, like they're doing their own thing. We don't think that they're with God or whatever, but God has not rejected his people. He continues to work with them. He continues to draw us into that story. And so where it became very real for me and where it is that I'm trying to make it real for others is sitting in a class, learning about the Holocaust. And for the first time as a 20 something year old Christian who grew up in the church, hearing about the story of Christian anti-Semitism, realizing that the early church fathers all the way through to Martin Luther and after Luther have this very awful take on the Jewish people. And in the name of Christ, the church has persecuted them and killed them. And this to me was my turning point where I said, enough, I'm going to be a different kind of Christian. This history is going to change. And that is why education is so important. If we do not look at ourselves as the body of Christ and recognize the harm that we have done to the witness of Jesus, to our own witness, we won't have a turning point. And so tomorrow is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It is very important for us to take advantage of the education that will come out as a result. All you have to do is be online or um, listen and, and, and learn a little bit more and recognize that we had a part in this as believers of Jesus, and we have a part in this as reconcilers hmm. for his sake. That is so good. How would you encourage believers today to do something that can actually make a difference tomorrow? I mean, we, we acknowledge that tomorrow is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, but if you want to do more than just simply say, yep, I know it's tomorrow, what, what can we do That's tomorrow a- to actually do something? Yeah, I love that question. I I think the first is to um, read, read a few articles. Uh, don't just go off of, you know, like the most popular things. Go to websites like the um, Holocaust Memorial in the United States, the museum in DC, read there. Go to the, in, the even the United Nations, if you go to un.org, They have programs and outreaches that talk about the stories of Jewish families going back home after being released from the camps, going back to their their towns and being attacked there again. Like These are things that we don't necessarily understand. And so take time to read some articles. Second, post the article, but don't just post or repost. Say something about it that actually really matters, you know, like... We don't think that our little thing that we do online, you know, carries anyway, but I think that it does. And I think that it's important for us to actually say something about what we're posting and to connect it to our faith. This is our testimony, right? This is us being an example to the world and and to our own Christian community that this is important. Mm -hmm. And finally, if you live in a city that has any Jewish community look up to see if they have any programs and go be present, be a learner. Don't go with any agenda, just go and learn. 
and and be someone that says, I recognize the importance of this and I will be here for you. Mm -hmm. I've been to that museum in D.C. twice, the Holocaust Museum. Uh, Our kids would go in sixth grade. I am so like you mentioned that and my mind goes immediately back to some of the things I learned and saw there some things I did choose not to see it's just uh, yeah my heart is too too tender toward things like that but you're right you learn so much and then in scripture serene we learned so much about what God has done and is continuing to do through the Jewish people so there's so so many things that you can use as references and resources to educate yourself. And I'm thankful that you're able to join us this morning and challenge us in this, especially with tomorrow being International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for your passion for the Jewish people, but also for Messiah, for Jesus. And my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Connecting you to Serene and the work that's done there at Advocacy, or excuse me, at Passages. Yes, we're connecting you there on our Facebook page. It's Dawn and Steve in the Morning, Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Call or text us on 1-800-555-7898. Love to hear from you this morning. And yes, texting is back. Yesterday, we finally got texting back after 22 days. Mm Mm-hmm. Of texting held hostage. Uh, it was rescued. It was freed. The texting SEAL team went in and uh, rescued. So we're able to talk again, which is great. 800-555-7898. So glad. I know that uh, so you glad. are a casual sports fan. Yes. Are you paying attention to the NFL playoffs at all? No. You got a team in there that you're kind of cheering for? Anybody you're excited about? Who's in the playoffs? Who's tell in the me pl- and I'll tell you if I'm rooting for them or not. <laughs> well, we got the 49ers okay. against the Eagles. That's the uh, NFC Championship. Okay. And then the AFC Championship, we have the Bengals facing off against the Chiefs. Go Bengals. The Bengals? Really? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Yep. Well, at least I'll have another thing to pick on you about as it relates to sports. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Raised, (laughs) Born and raised in Kentucky, my grandpa. That's not where the Bengals are from. But Cincinnati borders northern Kentucky. A lot of Bengals fans up there. And I was... South of that, because we were in central Kentucky, but as I was raised, my grandpa was a big Cleveland Browns fan. We were not the ones, though, that hated the Bengals, because if they weren't playing the Bengals, then we would kind of cheer for them. And my daddy would cheer for both. It's kind of funny, because usually if you're one one or or the the other, other. yeah. But we just kind of gave Ohio the love, since my family kind of had a lot of roots there in Ohio. Uh, So we just decided Cleveland was predominant. Cincinnati was secondary. Cleveland, you never hear that, those two words, Cleveland Browns, in the playoffs. So. Yeah, and it might be a while before <laughs> you hear those Cincinnati words again. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. Yes, now I have distilled it down to I have a team in the playoffs. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you happen to... I'm sure my husband is rolling his eyes. He probably is. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I was going to ask you more questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gracious and let you off the hook with that. But, oh, yeah? <laughs> but there wow. is a feeling, a, uh, a, a team that I'm kind of conflicted about just a little bit here. Oh, okay. Because I am uh, my probably my third favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, third favorite after the Bears, the Bears, Titans. Sure. Okay. Now that we live here, yep. yep. Right, and my uh, son, a huge Titans fan. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in in Iowa, and we don't have a pro team there. The closest pro team 
to where I grew up was the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. And a lot of Iowa fans are Chiefs fans. And so I'm still kind of a fan of the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is just a phenomenal quarterback. He's just fun to watch. It looks like yeah. he is having fun playing the game mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy watching that team. And Andy Reid, Big Red, you know, just they're, they're just a fun team to watch. So pulling for them. So what is your however, problem? However, your challenge? there are some players on the San Francisco 49er team uh-huh. that I've liked for a few years here. And that list of players on that team mm-hmm. is continuing to grow. They're uh, backup quarterback, third string quarterback, who is now taking them into the playoffs, into the uh, NFC championship game. Did you say third string quarterback? Yeah. Well, he huh. started that way. I, I think he was the he was the seventh round draft pick, mm-hmm. so he fell below Tom Brady even in that. <laughs> and now, and, and Brady was tweeting at him the other day, and uh, it, it just encouraging him to, to step into this, and which was kind of cool. Uh, but he's a rookie. Uh, I think he was the last draft pick of the draft, mm-hmm. right? but certainly seventh uh, seventh round. He led his team the other day to a nineteen to twelve victory over Dallas, and. He came from the, the state of Iowa. Uh, there you go. Right. So that's that's love number one. Love, he's from Iowa. He's, he's from Iowa. Respect number one. He is a believer. Okay. Respect. Yeah. So, and he is giving the glory to Christ as nice. he is going through the playoffs here, which is really cool. I guess while he was uh, playing at Iowa State, very outspoken in his faith. There's a assault. I know, not the Hawkeyes. He's, he played for the enemy, but oh, my face he's still from Iowa. Is calling you out right I know, now. Mm-hmm. I know. But there's a, a a college ministry on that campus called Salt, mm-hmm. and he was one of the leaders in Salt. Very outspoken with his faith and continuing to do that in the NFL. So, in addition to uh, some of the other players on that team, um, George Kittle in particular, mm-hmm. who was an Iowa guy. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit of uh, conflict. Like maybe maybe I'm going to start leaning a little bit towards the 49ers. Probably over the Eagles. Maybe not maybe not over the the Chiefs yet, but maybe over the Eagles. It's always I think great to support our fellow believers in whatever they're doing when we find out that they they love the Lord and they want to give him glory in all that they do. I'm with you. Brock Purdy, yay. That's a great thing to say that my identity is in Christ. That's that's what he he said on Sports Spectrum. The bottom line, my identity is in Jesus. Yeah. That's a powerful statement when we take our identity cues from a lot of different things. And it would be super easy as coming up in all the descriptors that you shared with me about you know, bottom of the pack and third string and how the Lord has just brought him up for such a time as this to this position and the 49ers organization. Yay. That's yeah. great. And the platform is giving Brock an, an opportunity to say, yeah, but listen, it's Jesus. It is. And he even uh, recently was telling a story recounting this moment when he was playing at Iowa State where he actually asked God to forgive him for placing football above his relationship with Christ. Come on. And he said, again, that was a reminder of where my true identity lies. He said, I didn't go out and throw 500 yards the next game or anything like that. I didn't just all of a sudden, because I did that, God made me this awesome quarterback. Or He said, that's, that's not the way it happened. Mm-hmm. He said, but I did have a peace in knowing that no matter what I was going to face, 
no matter whether I was successful as a quarterback or not, God was going to be my judge and my identity was in him. And there's a tremendous peace that comes in that. He said, whatever I face, I'm not going to be shaken from that because my foundation is in Christ. Keep speaking truth over yourself, Brock. Yep. Good, good stuff. And and now that we know, we need to pray for believers like this. Yeah, you just pray that he, uh, in the midst of success that mm-hmm. he's experiencing right now, continues to be found faithful and uh you know, that he'll continue to have a testimony for Christ that shines brightly. Mm-hmm. No so. matter the circumstances. So this Sunday afternoon, I guess I'll probably find myself cheering for the 49ers over the Philadelphia Eagles. You going to wear red and gold? Uh, I might. Do you own red and gold? I Not together. I'd have to figure out the way to do that. But I do own some red. And that will work this Sunday because the 49ers have red and the Chiefs have red. So it's kind of... Two birds, one stone. Do you call right that there. win-win? I, I do. I do. I think it is. <laughs> it's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. We're talking about identity. What is your identity and who do you identify with? That's a huge, huge question to ask. And we kind of got into this conversation about identity because Brock Purdy, who is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, who's going to be taking them into the playoffs this weekend, says, my identity is in Christ. Yes, I'm a football player, but that's not the main identity. The number one thing is being a follower of Jesus. And if we are in Christ, and I love that language of being in Christ. That's the language from the New Testament. The Apostle mm-hmm. Paul talks about that a lot. He said, if we are in Christ, there are certain things that are then true of us. And knowing that and standing on that, I think, is one of the most important things that we can do in our Christian walk. Because once we know who we are, well, whose we are, right, and what that then makes us, then we're, I think, able to have a much more victorious Christian life. We're able to battle against sin so much more effectively. We're able to worship so much more richly and deeply. I, I think identity is something that if we are not secure in that, we are missing out on so much. Oftentimes when you're talking about identity, you're looking at what you prefer and and what society is saying about you. Sure. I like pink. I'm a wife. I, I'm a mom. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. All of these things identify us. Okay, we embrace those. What happens when we start embracing what Scripture says about being a Christ follower? And how often do we speak these truths over our lives? As Brock Purdy was talking about that, I started thinking about 1 Peter 2 and the identity that we have when we look at verse 9. But you, now this is, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sin, because we all come with this sin nature that we can do nothing about, we can't live a good enough life. And if you know Christ, you've had that, what we call the born again experience, then then you know that, like you have nothing to offer, but Christ has Mm -hmm. given us given you his rightness, his righteousness. So so we recognize this is this is where we're standing. We're standing with the covering of Christ. You are a chosen people. Catch this next line, a royal priesthood. Hence the crown on my microphone. Yep. I need this visual reminder of 1 Peter 2:9. Part of the royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. And here's why that you may declare the praises of him who called you, and this is what he did. He called you out of darkness into light. 
So at the risk of cherry picking a verse, because there's so much here in the full chapter of First Peter 2 or even First Peter in general and all of Scripture, speak that truth over your life today. If you have mm-hmm. that relationship with Christ, get this verse and, and keep going. Keep going yeah. in the passage. But but take some of this truth and speak it out loud over your life because we are getting beat up out here with society and all the cultural things that are coming at us. And we kind of let those things take a little root, even if we don't want to. It, they're kind of wiggling around in there. But put this in front of you and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Yeah. Work this in you and through you so that you know. And, and it's not to raise you up as much as it is to let you know that we are called out of darkness into a, not just light, a wonderful light. Mm-hmm. That's life right there. It is. It, it, that is so good. And that is just one of uh, many passages that we find throughout Scripture that talk about our identity yes. and what is true of you once you are in Christ. Now, the question then is, are you in him? Do you know Jesus? Has he changed your life? Have you experienced the freedom and the forgiveness that is available in a relationship with him? If not, we'd love to send you a little video. Love for you to uh, find out how you can begin to know Christ and to be in him, to experience all that is yours as his child. Text the word no, K-N-O-W, to 800-555-7898. We'll send you a link for a little video that uh, talks about how you can know Jesus. 800-555-7898. Again, the key word is no, K-N-O-W.